Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, London time, on Tuesday the 13th of September. The US consumer price inflation data for August is due. This now gets disproportionate attention because one of the US Federal Reserve's June policy errors was to give it a lot of attention. No consumer price inflation measure captures the cost of living. Consumer price inflation and the cost of living are different concepts. But the US Consumer Price Inflation Index is further away from the actual cost of living faced by most US households than are other measures. The Fed has therefore elevated a will-o'-the-wisp of a number, presumably because of political pressure. Nonetheless, today's data is widely expected to fall. A growing number of items in the consumer price inflation basket have less than 2% inflation, although that partially reflects the fact that goods prices are broken into more detail than our service sector prices. Gasoline prices have had the longest period of deflation in years. Durable goods prices have already experienced the most dramatic disinflation in history, and that seems set to continue. Fantasy prices that no one pays, like owner's equivalent rent, are still rising, though the calculation metrics means that they will fall eventually. Overall, the mix of prices and made-up numbers should produce a decline in the headline and probably the core inflation rates today. This decline in the Consumer Price Inflation Index is probably not enough to change the path of policy for the US Federal Reserve. The Fed, perhaps particularly under Chair Powell, seems to be sticking rigidly to conventional economic relationships and analysis. There's nothing wrong with conventional economic relationships and analysis as such. It's something every university economics undergraduate has to learn. It is just a shame that Fed Chair Powell seems to be emulating an economics university undergraduate now, and not 45 years ago. We are in the midst of the biggest structural upheaval in a quarter of a millennium, and we are also still in a pandemic-affected economy. Some unconventional thinking might be welcome when it comes to trying to understand the economy today. UK labour market data showed the unemployment rate remaining low, with participation from the younger generation falling. However, the number of job vacancies experienced the largest drop since the pandemic, and the number of jobs, slightly different from the number of people employed, rose significantly to exceed pre-pandemic levels. This suggests that the cost of living may be driving people back into the labour force. Remember, the data may not properly capture the way younger people are working nowadays. Social media influencers may not be captured in the numbers, for example. Weekly earnings drew a little more strongly, although the numbers were largely as expected. In the composition, bonus payments have become an important part of earnings growth, and that might be related to companies trying to offset the cost of living increase for their staff. Even with bonus payments, however, real incomes are almost the most negative ever. The German ZEW survey gives us another sentiment reading on the economic outlook. It should, of course, be treated with considerable caution, given the news narrative. 
especially as there's so little progress on an EU-coordinated response for the energy crisis. The United States will be offering the monthly budget deficit figures. Now, these are worth a quick glance, because while a lot of conventional economic data does not capture the change in the economy, the tax authorities are generally quite good at capturing everything. The result is tax data and budget deficits may give a better hint as to what is actually happening in the real world than some of the other numbers that are published. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.